0: on Local Now Channel 525.
1: It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with parents Stowe. In an era of chaos, confusion, and craziness, parents is a voice for common sense. As a financial literacy educator, speaker, and entrepreneur, Ference cuts through the noise to help us understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Now, here's Ference Stowe. Welcome
0: to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. I know it's been a while since I've got to share some of my thoughts because I've had a couple of uh, interviews. They were really outstanding. Um, I interviewed Truth, the CEO and founder of Truth in Accounting, a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, last week uh, I interviewed John Burley, uh, real estate expert. If you missed either of those interviews, they were tremendous. I've got I got a lot of excellent, uh, positive feedback from both of those interviews. Uh, go to yourpersonalbank.com dot because you can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. So just want to throw that out there. Well, folks, the last few weeks a lot of stuff has gone on, so I'm just going to share. Uh, we're just just going to get into it. So first of all, I think the first thing I really need to discuss, of course, is the thing on. Probably the top of most people's minds, and that has to do with the Middle East, with what's going on right now. It's, uh, it's brutal. It's ugly. Uh, sad on every level. It's, I put a message out, I know, on social media where I, after watching some of the videos of, of the brutality, uh, you know, with women and children just being, you know, executed, frankly, it was just uh, really, really difficult to watch. Uh, that kind of stuff is pure and total evil, and it's just really incredibly difficult to watch. And the part, I mean, as bad as all that is, and there's no question by any stretch, that is horrible. No one deserves this. Uh, no one. I don't care how much you dislike or hate somebody. No one deserves to be treated like that. as bad as all of that is, the thing that I think really irritates and frustrates me is our government's role or our part in helping facilitate this current round of Middle East uh, war we America hasn't caused. I mean, this is these are problems that have gone on for literally centuries. But certainly some of the policies and procedures that uh, our government has has followed over the last few years and even decade or so has helped this current round in particular uh, helped facilitate, and this is what I mean by it. I mean, here's the reality: is we're in very serious times. When you talk about Middle Eastern war, there is nothing good about that. It could easily expand into a larger conflict, more than just a regional conflict, and that's the, frankly, for our purposes, the scariest part of it. You've got to think about it, and the problem we have right now is I do not trust our current government to be able to handle this effectively because we're in serious times and again we're we're led by some very very unserious people these are people that are either deeply unserious or just totally incompetent and I'm going to share some of the things that that I believe is really the thing we've been hearing about is the recent prisoner exchange where the us exchanged uh, five or six prisoners with Iran but the thing is we released 6 billion dollars of iran's funds in part in the in that process it wasn't a tra- straight up swap it was five of our people for five of their people plus 6 billion dollars that's with a b billion dollars released to iran now iran is well known well documented even the biden administration admits that they're the leading sponsor of terrorists in the world and they try to gaslight us and try to get us to think well this money can only be used for humanitarian purposes folks money is fungible if you are given 6 billion dollars as a country you can you had money you were going to allocate for humanitarian purposes you can now use that mo- money you just received to take care of that and then use the other monies that you already had to fund other things like terrorism and of course they funded monies to to Hamas, which they're well-known, well-documented, and even Hamas themselves admitted Iran helped them, helped them plan it, strategize it, and fund this current round of terrorist activity on Israel. That's the, the reality is it means the Biden administration is directly responsible for helping fund Hamas. That's the bottom line. They also have admit, you know shown in the videos many of the weapons that Hamas is using are US made weapons obviously obtained by Iran from the Afghanistan withdrawal. So not only did our government help fund this current round of terrorism, it also helped supply the weapons for the current round of terrorism. You know, our hands are dirty. That's about our our government's hands are dirty, our current administration's hands and, and that's ugly and that's bad enough. But as bad as all that is, it gets worse. A lot of people are pointing directly to the $6 billion that was released, like I said earlier, recently for this prisoner exchange. But when you add up all the things that the Biden administration has done in the last couple of years to help Iran in terms of stopping enforcement of sanctions or lifting restrictions or allowing Iranian oil to increase by actually 650% over the last year, the real Economic impact for Iran is closer to 60 billion, not six billion. So they, so our, per, our government has enhanced Iran's economic input by 60 billion dollars, approximately over the last couple of years. And of course, they took some of that money, obviously, and helped fund Hamas, who are who are a designated terrorist organization, who have now perpetrated one of the worst terrorist acts in in human history on Israel. You know, who's responsible for this? Obviously, Hamas is directly responsible, but who helped facilitate it? Well, Iran did. Where did they get the money from? The U.S. government and the policies that the Biden administration applied. That's where people need to connect the dots and help them understand what's really going on. And I find that incredibly frustrating because— those actions, I mean, they're stupid decisions, they're stupid actions, but these decisions and these actions have led literally, directly to people dying, Israelis dying. Now, maybe some people don't care about that, but I'm a human being. And when you see brutality like this, I don't know how any human being can't be moved by that. I don't care what you think about Israel and Israelis and their whatever. No one deserves to be treated like that. Women and children, babies, targeting civilians—all of those things. It doesn't matter who you are. No one deserves that. We're humans here; need to treat each other. So, and that I just find that heart wrenching, heart-wrenching and incredibly frustrating. And and I, honestly, I'm incredibly embarrassed that our government would have have such a substantial or, and significant role in again helping facilitate that. I'm absolutely, totally embarrassed by this, and frustrated and angry, because this was done. These these things were done. But not only, not only is our administration deeply, again, deeply unserious. But I'll give you another example. Uh, a new report from the House Judiciary Committee found out that over 99 percent of illegal immigrants released into the U.S. from January. 21 to March of 23. So basically the entire uh, Biden administration, 99% have been released into the United States. The total number, according to this report, is over 2 million people. Again, these are illegals that they know about. They're allowing them to get in. Why is this such a big issue? Well, it's a big issue on many fronts. First of all, we have laws on the books that are being ignored. All that needs to be done. All the Biden administration would have to do is actually enforce the laws that are on the books. We would not have this illegal immigration flood that we have. But it's worse than that. It affects our country economically. It drives wages down. Look, it's good for biz- big business. And let's be real. That's the reason why it's happening. It's happening because big business wants it to happen. And it's happening because many in the Democrat, left and the leftists believe that these people will eventually become voters for their party so they can gain more power. Those are the reasons behind it. We all know that if you've been paying any kind of attention. But is it good for the average American? No, it drives wages down, particularly on the lower end of the spectrum. So people that are on the more lower income earners, poorer folks are going to get hurt by this wave of illegal immigration even more. But there's also a safety issue. And this is something that can literally affect any of us, every one of us. And that is, at this point, I don't believe it's an answer. Uh, The question is if there are any sleeper cells, terrorist groups in the United States today from this wave of open borders, illegal immigrants. The question isn't if, it's a question of how many. And the government, the Border Patrol, um, none of those places have any idea. They can't. There's so many gotaways that they have no idea how many there even are. And why is this so important? Why should we be concerned? Well, Israel had one of the strongest, most secure borders in the world. And yes, they were caught. Apparently, they were surprised. They were caught with their pants down a little bit. But they still had one of the strongest borders, most secure borders in the world. We have one of the most open borders in the world. And they have had... Hundreds, if not more, over a thousand people killed, murdered, executed. What if something like that happens in the United States? I hope and I pray that that type of thing does not happen. But the reality is, we have to be honest. The reality is, the odds, the likelihood of something like that happening, a disaster, a terrorist incident in the United States, is far greater today than it was two years ago, thanks to these unserious people who are in this administration that is doing absolutely nothing to look out for Americans and average American citizens and doing everything to hurt instead of help us. And that is what is so infuriating. That is what's so frustrating. Now, since this is a financially focused show, I should bring this up. I know it sounds a little shallow because life and death is so much more important, and it is. I won't deny that one bit. But since it is a financially focused show, what do you think would happen if we have a major terrorist incident in the United States? Does anybody remember 9-11? It wasn't that long ago. In fact, it, again, what's so frustrating, the Department of Homeland Security was, do, was created to prevent a, not another 9-11. And thankfully, we have not had that type of thing since. But again, Homeland Security is now not doing its job. And it's creating the, pos- the potential for another 9 11 type of terrorist event inside the US this time, possibly by people who are here in the country illegally as we speak. What do you think is going to happen to the economy? If you remember 9 11, you'll remember the stock market crashed, the economy went down hard. It was ugly, it was bad. The loss of life was horrible. That was the worst part. But the shock was also bad. So was the economics, folks. What I'm trying to say to you is if you haven't diversified yet, you need to seriously look at that. Have some money that's guaranteed. Have some of your portfolio that's not subject to market risk. Your personal bank can accomplish that. And having it tax-free and guaranteed actually is additional benefits, highly liquid. So, well, let's face it. You may not have caused the crisis, But wise people do take advantage of opportunities when they come about. And if you didn't, your portfolio didn't drop along with everybody else's because you diversified and had some guaranteed funds, you can take advantage of those opportunities. That's what I'm saying to do personally. Stay tuned in the next segment. So I'm going to share some more things that our our policymakers that are deeply unserious policymakers are making that are things you need to look out for going forward and make better decisions as a result. So stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to your Personal Bank Show with parents Toth. Want more information? Contact parents at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with parents Toth.
0: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And if you were listening in the first segment, you probably heard there's some tremendous levels of frustration, anger, embarrassment, All of those things mixed up in my voice, and that's because that is truly how I feel right now. Like I said, this terrorist activity that's going on that happened in the Middle East is absolutely heart-wrenching. When I was watching those videos, and if you haven't, it's not pleasant. I'm going to tell you this right now, but to ignore it, to look away, you need to understand what true evil looks like. And it's, it is heart-wrenching, but you can't forget those kinds of things because that's what we're dealing with. And decisions that we make and our country makes and our administration makes make a difference. As I stated in the first segment, releasing $6 billion in a prisoner exchange for, to Iran directly contributed to this terrorist act, to these Israelis being murdered and slaughtered. Even Hamas admitted to the fact, stated that that is the case, that Iraq helped or Iran, I'm sorry, helped them fund this so they could do this. OK, they're the number one sponsors of terrorism in the world. That's well documented. Even the Biden administration admits that. Why are we giving them money? Why are we giving them releasing sanctions? Why are we treating them any in why are we dealing with these people in any positive manner? We should have nothing to do with them but scorn, okay? That's how I feel. But, again, this goes on with these deeply, deeply unserious leaders that we have, and not just in the United States. The EU, the European Union, claim that millions of AIDS that goes to Palestinian-controlled territories, at first they stated they would be suspended because of this um, terrorist activity, killing thousands of Jews, of Israelis. Then they turned around, reversed there, said there'll be no suspension of payments. You have a documented terrorist organization who commits one of the worst atrocities in human history, terrorist activities, and they're paying them millions and millions of dollars in aid. Why? Why are European taxpayers having to support these people and let's let's be real, some of that money's being funded and going to going towards terrorism, which kills people. Why? Why are these people doing this? We should demand better. We should demand something different. This is ridiculous. And to allow it to continue is is suicide. It's it's idiotic and it's suicide. Because folks, as I stated in the first segment, I'm not trying to be a war a, a fear monger here. What I want you to understand is we have an open border. We have people in this country today who hate us. We have terrorists in this country. When are they going to do something in this country? When is it, are we just going to sit back idly walk by and just let this continue to happen until Americans get slaughtered, Europeans get slaughtered? When are people going to wake up? You have to protect these, yourself from these people. These are terrorists. They hate you. And the thing is, a lot of people think, ah, it's not going to come to me. Well, let me, let me wake you up to something. These terrorists, are their goal is to kill infidels. Now, they define infidels as anyone who does not believe as they do. So a lot of people are saying, why were they killing indiscriminately? Because in the attacks, yes, they killed a lot of Israelis, but they also killed Germans and Americans and other, other Italians and other nationalities. They didn't care. And The reason is real simple: they were infidels. They chant in the streets, you know that America is the great Satan and, and Israel is the little Satan. When are we going to wake up and actually listen to what they're saying? They are threatening us. We had 9/ eleven. What's to say something like that could not happen again? In fact, I say, I believe that the odds are far higher today of another 9/11 type of terrorist event. Occurring inside our borders than it was 20 years ago, even because our borders have been so much more open over the last couple of years, and there are millions and millions of people in this country. We have no idea who they are, what their goals are, or anything. We don't even know their name. Folks, wake up, demand that this change, demand your representatives stop and close the border, and we need to deport and find and deport everybody we can who came over illegally. Are you okay with having people like this in our country? I'm not. I have nothing to do with them. I have nothing in common with them. And in fact, they hate you and I, many of them. Most of them are good people. Don't get me wrong. But they came here illegally, and that is wrong in and of itself. I understand they came from places that were challenging, even brutal. My own father escaped communism and literally risked his life to come to this country for a better life, to make a better life for himself and his legacy. And I'm that legacy. I get it. I've lived. I. I it's in my family. It's right there. I'm first generation. I understand how desperate people can be to come to this country. I don't blame those people for their reasons why they come. I do blame them for the way they went about it. They they broke the law. They did not follow the rules. If you want to come to this country, there's a process. Go through it, just like my dad did. Okay? You ask any first generation or immigrant that came to this country and did it the right way. And if they particularly if they came from a country that had a government that was dominant or a bad- you know a bad living situation economically or whatever, you ask any of those people, and i I will guarantee you ninety eight percent accuracy they are against illegal immigration, they understand it, they lived it, but they went through the process, so should other people. It's wrong; there's no two ways about it: demand. Contact your representatives and tell them to close the freaking border and tell them before before Americans get killed, before there's a terrorist act that occurs in this country. The Biden administration, as I stated in this article, are not returning people. Over 99% of illegal immigrants are coming in. we got to stop this. Here's another another factor that shows how deeply unserious our leadership currently is the current administration. Biden's depletion of emergency oil stocks comes back into focus amidst the Israel-Hamas war and price surge. The very reason the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was put into place, the reason it was designed was for fear of a Mid-Eastern War, a Middle Eastern War, and a lack of availability of oil. Protect ourselves. It was a strate- It's strategic, okay? it's it's national uh, it's it's important for protecting the country and the citizens. Biden decided to reduce the levels to drain the SPR, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to its lowest levels in decades in an effort to keep oil prices down somewhat from record inflation so he wouldn't look bad. It was a political decision, not a strategic defensive to strategic defense decision it was understood for decades you this was no touch him you don't touch this strategic reserve except for an emergency and it's an emergency oil supply for the nation not to be used to make you look better or keep oil prices lower because of your failed economic policies. Biden should be hammered for this absolutely hammered for this. He's put us in a weaker position strategically, and it's going to cost more for Americans of this Middle Eastern war. It's very likely oil prices are going to rise, especially if this war expands. It will definitely cause prices to rise. He shut down oil production, pipelines, and everything else, leases, and drained our emergency reserves, putting us in a weaker position all around strategically and economically. This is, these are actions of what an enemy would do to you. We don't have a president looking out for our interests. We don't have an administration looking out for citizens' interests. We have an enemy in charge. That's how I feel about it, and his actions are bringing that about. It's ridiculous, absolutely and positively ridiculous, okay? These are deeply, deeply unserious people that do not care about you and I, Because we're citizens of this country, they only care about their own agenda, their own interests, and their own benefit. Boot them out. Replace them. Demand they change their um, positions or they're going to be voted out. And I'll I'll give you this. One thing, one thing that politicians care about is getting reelected. If they believe or feel or fear that their re-election is in jeopardy, they will change their tune. But only at that point we have to send a message, period. Now, again, this is a financially focused show. I'm going to ask another question that's very simple. We have a war in the Middle East. Oil production has been limited by production through pipelines and leases and all that has been reduced Our strategic oil uh, reserve is at the lowest levels in decades. Energy is one of the key things we need for this country to run. And also, higher energy prices cause higher inflation. What do you think the odds are of higher inflation hitting us due to shortage of oil, potentially, particularly if this war gets worse? Look, what do you think that's going to do to the economy? What do you think that's going to do to the stock market and everything else? We're talking about increased levels of risk. I'm not predicting these things happening. Uh, What I'm saying is the likelihood has increased dramatically. You need to diversify. You need to have some money that's guaranteed that won't go down in case we get hit with an oil shock, shortage of oil due to expanding Middle Eastern war, whatever that may be. Your personal bank can do that contact me at your 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 com for more information and protect yourself. That I'm trying to help you folks. I'm getting plenty of people contacting me. I get it. Frankly, I've been I've been sharing more and more concern. My levels my alarm bells are going off. The red lights are blinking. Everything economically, is the warning is on. And I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned because in the next segment, I'm going to share with you some of the reasons why. It's not just me saying this. The folks, the warning bells are ringing loud. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. back to the Your Personal Bank show with Ference Toth. Want more information? Contact Terence at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Terence Toth.
0: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank show and in the first segments you've heard me talk discuss how we're being we're in very serious times. We're being represented represented and led by deeply unserious people. They've done everything from help facilitate this terrorism of Hamas by releasing funds to Iran. They reduced oil supplies to some of the lowest levels in our strategic reserve, for example, in decades. We're having a Middle East, mid-eastern war. What if it expands? What's that going to do with oil prices? The economic risks have gone. The percentage and likelihood of recession and is gone through the roof. The red lights are on. The warning bells are ringing. And I'm going to share with you some more reasons why. But before I get to that, I've got to share one or two other quick things. to get, Again, to make this point, how deeply unserious our current administration is. While all this stuff is going on, they're helping facilitate war in the Middle East. And I believe that firmly. They're redu- you know, causing high inflation, causing higher energy prices. All at the same time, they're forgiving $9 billion in student debt for 125,000 Americans. Guess who these most of these people are that they're uh, releasing the debt for, eliminating the student loan debt for? About half of them are public service loan forgiveness, which basically goes to primarily teachers, law enforcement professionals, and social workers. But the bottom line is teachers benefit the most. Who supports the Democratic Party more than any other group? Teachers. This is nothing more than a political payback or a thank you or a bribe even for future voting votes. Look, I thought vote, uh, bribing for votes was illegal, but apparently it's not. Because if you can forgive, apparently 53,000 borrowers is what's happening for their student loans apparently up to $20,000 of their student loan debt each. Boy, that sounds like a bribe to me. I don't know how to, any other way to put it. It's a bribe. That's how deeply unserious these people are. And everybody else, if you are not, you don't fit in that category, in essence, you don't really vote for them as a block. eh, t- sucks to be you, right? So not only is the Biden administration deeply unserious, e- we talked about the EU, the Europe- European Union, Union being deeply unserious, but even Forbes, for example, initially posted about—they unprom- had an article talking about unprompted attacks on Gaza. They later deleted that um, after enough backlash. <laughs> unprompted attacks. Give me a freaking break. I mean, you you want to talk about deeply and serious, you go and murder and execute women and children, and you're—I'm and you're, sorry, I have no excuse for you. I have no use for you as a— You're not a human being, okay? But I'll give you another one. The WHO, the World Health Organization, recently has come out and stated that the next pandemic will come from the meat supply, and as a consequence, humanity must be restricted in in its consumption of animal products. According to to the World Health Organization, the meat supply must be regulated to price animal products out of reach for ordinary people and blanket bans on others. Again, it sounds crazy. Deeply, deeply unserious, and it is. But it gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. We have to demand better. We have to get people in there that are far more serious and more serious about actually doing their job, which is, what is government's job? To protect its citizens, first and foremost, plain and simple. That's it. If they do that one job, that's it. They've actually been successful. That's all they need to do, and that's all we need to expect of them. Well, actually, we need to demand of them is to do that. And when they're not, call them for it and and make them pay the price. Vote them out. Demand they change their tune, okay? Well, I, I need to change directions. Again, it's a financially focused show. We need to cover some of those things. And as I stated earlier at the end of the last segment, the alarm bells are going off. I've stated, I've been stating now for quite some time, that the likelihood of recession and a strong recession is extremely high. Statistically speaking, looking at the leading economic indicators, all of these kind of things. I've done shows on this previously. In fact, a few months ago I did a show, I think it was in May of this year, of 2023, talking about six of the leading economic indicators that were pointing to a future recession. Some of them have never, ever been wrong. Okay? And my point was simple. It, all six of these were pointing to a recession. If we don't have one or we have a soft landing, that means all of these indicators would have to be wrong. Again, some of them for the first time ever. And statistically, that's just almost statistically impossible, okay, for that to happen. But now it's even gotten worse, unfortunately. And again, I I have no joy in sharing this information because I hate to see people hurting, I hate to say people hurting economically, but that's exactly where we're headed and what's happening as we speak. Here's an article from The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street's vision of a Goldilocks scenario for the stock market and economy is unraveling. The dream scenario is dead. Okay? Part of the reasons are quite simple. The Fed's higher for longer mantra has dashed hopes that a recession is unavoidable the fed has stated repeatedly that they are going to keep interest rates high for a longer period of time than most people accepted are, are expected and in fact they're saying stating at this point there's no nothing on the horizon in terms of reducing rates before the end of 2024 that's what they're saying now okay so that's what you need to understand and like i said the us economy is from wall street journal the well, U.S. economy is feeling the lagging effects of tight monetary policy as the risk factors converge. Now, one of the other things I've talked about a lot is the, the, um, the inversion, the bond inversion, and things like that. And the, the bond market is starting to melt down, and actually even the bond markets are stating it's going to get worse before it gets better. In fact, the collapse in Treasury bonds is one of the worst we've seen in history and more downside could be looming is what many are saying. They're also stating that treasury yields could breach 5.5%. Now, <clears> that was quite a bit higher than they were just even a year or two ago, significantly higher. High interest rates, I've shared, shared this many many times, the fact is one of my one of my commercials I share all the time is generally speaking, high interest rates are bad for the stock market and real estate markets. Most people understand that. High interest rates for a longer period of time are just going to make it that much tougher. And that's what the bond market is trying to tell us. You need to listen to the bond market and the bond traders because, you know, in Wall Street, it's often discussed that the bond market is the smart money and the stock market is the dumb money. And, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, unfortunately. In other words, a lot of your large, big institutional investors trade in the bond markets, not in the stock markets so much. Okay? Now there's some good news. There's a silver lining to this. Higher interest rate rates may be bad for stocks, real estate, things like that, of course, but they happen to be good for fixed interest uh uh in investments or assets. So bonds, of course, returns will be higher. Um your fi- fixed in, you know, anything like bank monies and things like that. Look, most anybody paying any kind of attention, you know that a year or so ago, you could you'd be lucky to get one percent return on a bank account, CD, or anything like that. Today, you can get five, I've seen four and five percent. Okay, just in about a year, that gives you an idea of the significant shift. That's tremendous change, uh, you know, increase in returns. Well, guess what? Dividends, interest-bearing accounts, dividends, your personal bank dividends, those kinds of things are highly interest rate sensitive. If the Fed stopped raising rates at this point, and I I don't believe they're done yet. Most experts agree with that. But let's say for a minute they stopped. Even if they did, dividends with your personal bank policies are interest rate sensitive. The profits they're making on these have doubled and tripled from a, even a year or so ago. And they hold these things long term. They They hold them typically 20, 30 years, okay? So the bottom line is we are going to see an increasing dividend rate environment for the next several years. I predict at least three to five years, if not longer, and that's assuming the Fed stops raising rates, okay, and and perhaps drops them back down fairly quickly. As we go forward, I see less and less likelihood of that. We'll see what happens in terms of the interest rates, but here's what I do know. It's highly, highly unlikely that interest rates are going to go back down to where they were a year or two ago. In other words, we're not going to see 3% mortgages again. Folks, you're probably not going to see that again in your lifetime. Okay? That was like a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of scenario. So what that means is the bonds that these insurance companies are buying, and the dividends they're paying, or they're making more profit, even if interest rates do tail off some, from where they are now they'll still be making far more profit on them than they were on bonds they were buying a year or two ago because the interest rates are so much higher. What does that mean? All the bonds they're buying are more profitable. The dividends, dividends are profits of the company, folks. And I've got companies that have been paying dividends. You've heard me state this many times. have paid dividends every single year since literally before the Civil War. That's impressive tons of cash reserves, fully positioned to continue to pay dividends for your lifetime just with their reserves they have in place now, and their profitability is going up. It's increasing each year because their whole entire portfolio is they're adding on more and more higher profit, higher return bonds, higher interest rate bonds. Look, when the economy changes, when interest rates change, there's losers. Well, guess what? There's also winners. The last decade or so has been the worst decade, the lowest return decade for fixed investments for the, for the history of the United States. That's a statistical fact. Many of these companies have gone through what I call a Great Depression in terms of their returns or rates of returns, lowest they've ever seen in their company histories. They're coming out of that now with getting stronger returns than they've seen in decades. Then that is continuing. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in something that's coming off a generational low, historical low, and growing? Or do you want to be dealing with something that has high inflated risk now, as at or has been near highs recently, and we're dealing with more and more risk as we go forward? Buy low, sell high, right? Stay tuned in the next segment. I want to finish up with a few more thoughts of financial things that I think you should really know about again to help you make better decisions for yourself. Stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned for more common sense from Ferens. For more information, contact Ferens at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Want more information? Contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference Toth.
0: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. If you've been listening to this show, you know I'm deeply, deeply frustrated. I'm frustrated with the leadership that we currently have. I'm frustrated by how deeply unserious they are. I'm frustrated by the incredibly stupid decisions and actions and policies they've, they've been pursuing. Some of them led, I believe, to literally Israelis dying. You support Iran. Iran's the number one terror sponsor in the world. You release six billion dollars, and you don't expect it to go to Hamas. Hamas, and then they use that money. To help them facilitate a terrorist action, which is what Hamas said they did, you couldn't foresee that. Come on, man, wake up. That's despicable, in my opinion. So yes, I'm frustrated, but it also then causes more issues to what we have already as a fragile economic situation with record debt, with all these things that are going on. I'm going to share with you a few more things why you should be concerned, and if you have not. Seriously, consider diversifying, man. You need to really look at it, and and before it's too late, you need to diversify and have some of your money guaranteed, insured. Make sure it doesn't go down. I can help you with that. Whether it may, you know, it could be your personal bank that'll do that. Also, you know, folks, annuities are doing way better than they have in decades now. Again, because of the interest rates, the returns on those are gone way up. Now, I understand the limitations of annuities. You don't have the liquidity on them that you do, say, with a personal bank. Okay, I get it. But if you're looking for a guaranteed income, I tell you what, I have more and more folks looking at that, and you can these days lock in better rates than you've seen in decades because of the interest rate. And who knows how long that's going to last. That's the thing about either whether we're talking about the personal bank or annuity or something else like that. If you have the money in the bank, yes, you're getting a higher return on that today, Your CD returns and all that. But, folks, banks change their rates monthly. And, again, the Federal Reserve, i stated, has no plans of reducing rates before the end of 2024 at this point. We'll see what happens. But my point is, at some point they're going to start dropping rates again. How long is it going to last? Likely next year or two easily could be longer. But if you set it up in a, an annuity with a guaranteed lifetime income, for example, or your personal bank where you have dividends that are guaranteed, tax-free, and insured, you can life you can lock in li- a lifetime of increased returns you don't have to ride the ups and downs of the fixed returns of banks and you can still with the personal bank at least have the liquidity in fact i would say even more liquidity than a cd if you here's the thing a lot of people don't realize about cds if you get a 1 year cd for example you only have access to that money about 10 days a year because if you Take it out prior to the one year, you get you pay a penalty, right? And then you usually have about a 10-day window where you can renew it, roll it over into the, whatever the new rate is. So if you've got a good solid rate, I mean, why would you lock it in for a year when you could lock it in for decades, literally? You know, that seems kind of silly to me, okay? And have much of the same, more liquidity, because you'll have access. To, I can show you where I have access to... Anywhere from 50 to 90% of the money day one, any day you want it. You don't have to wait a year. You don't have to have the 10-day window to roll over. So, look, if you're thinking about putting in money in the bank to get a higher return, that's great. You want it safe? Awesome. You want to have guarantees? Perfect. You want to have liquidity? Well, you want to look at your personal bank. It's got better liquidity in the bank? CDs offer. That's for sure. And typically higher returns. And one last thing. We can show you how to set it up income tax-free. That's hard. You can't do that with the bank, okay? Bank monies, you, you can't. And by the way, if you don't know, I was on the board of a bank, so I knew something about bank money, okay? So it's a better option, higher returns, similar, li- more liquidity, less taxes, and lock-in gains, higher returns, for far, far longer than a bank ever could. So that's really cool. So, again, if you're looking at that, now's the time. Plus, you can diversify. Like I said, the risk with the markets, real estate, stock markets, things like that, are higher than they've been in, uh, boy, a long time, okay? I'm going to say since the Great Recession, certainly, certainly, certainly higher than they've been since then, okay? But here's, let me give you a few other reasons, okay? You know, we bring the receipts, right? You know, the the yield curve that we've talking about, you know, we always talk, discuss how the two-year and the 10-year yield curve, usually the longer-term bond pays a higher interest rate than the shorter-term because we all understand this. If you lock money up longer-term, you usually get a better, better rate, right? Like if you buy a longer-term CD versus a shorter-term CD, usually the longer-term CD pays you higher interest, right? Well, the inversion, which happens unusually, un- uncommonly, is when the two-year bond pays a higher rate than the 10-year bond. That's called an inversion. And in other words, the reason why that's happening is investors are concerned about the longer-term future, so they're not willing to lock the money up as long, okay? Well, when the bond yield inverts, in other words, the two years paying more than the 10, that's been a very, very reliable indicator of future recessions. And we've had that. That's been one of the key leading economic indicators we've been bringing up on the show and many people for, for a while now. That it's been inverted and inverted strongly. And it's almost never, ever been wrong in predicting a future recession, usually six to 18 months, just so you know. Well, we're coming up roughly on that 18 month mark of when the yield curve first inverted. <clears throat> now, what's it doing? It's rapidly de inverting. In other words, it's rapidly reversing back. Now, some people think, well, that's good news. No. What that means, like this article states, is when it's de-inverting very rapidly, that should put not everybody on recession watch, but now recession warning. You know, tornado watches and then tornado warnings? A tornado warning is far more serious. A watch means there could be a tornado. A warning means, I grew up in the Midwest, I know this, a warning means a tornado has been sighted. You know, seek shelter, okay? Okay. Well, the yield curve is rapidly de-inverting. No, it's rapidly reversing back, which means that it usually does that right before the recession hits. So, there's gives you another really strong indicator of we're looking at a hard recession. Okay, and again, the treasury bonds, all this stuff, we're seeing some of the worst uh, reverses, crashes we've we've ever seen on record. So, the bond market has given us all kinds, all kinds of warnings. That a hard recession is imminent. It is. It's. It's. It's going to happen very soon. Okay. Anything short of a miracle at this point is what I believe it would take for us not to have a hard recession. Okay. But let's give it. Let's. Let's give you a couple more reasons. If that's not enough for you, well, America is now paying more in interest on its record 33 trillion debt than on national defense, folks. National defense is our number one expense. Uh, you know, one of our biggest expenses. Okay, well, Social Security is the biggest, but one of the biggest expenses that we have in government spending. And now we're paying more in interest than we are in defense. And by the way, we spend more in defense than you know any other country by far. Okay, and who owns uh, this national debt? Well, the biggest part of it is held by the public. And then there's a good chunk of it held by foreign governments, banks, and private investors. This is not good. The government has a lot of debt. And when you are in debt, that means your financial situation is weaker. It's plain and simple. There's no two ways about it. And these higher interest rates are causing the interest on this debt to explode. It's just... The show I shared a couple weeks ago when I interviewed the Truth in Accounting founder, she was sharing some of those very things, okay? This just puts us in a weaker position economically, which, again, makes a recession more likely and harder. It's just not good news. And then let me give you the last one. The one last, one bright spot that's really what's kept us out of a recession has been the jobs numbers, you know, low unemployment, that's been the one bright spot, and I've, I've a lot of people have said this, including myself. Is when that falls, look out below. Well, the latest jobs numbers came out they, because they came out better than expected, and people think, "Oh, this is great." They're celebrating 336 thousand new jobs, but when you actually break it down, the numbers are terrible. Seventy thousand of those 336 thousand new jobs were government jobs. Government jobs do not add to the economy. It, it actually creates more spending, in other words, and more inflation because the government has to borrow money, print dollars to pay these government employees, which is bad for the economy and bad for inflation and enhances inflation. But the numbers get worse. Of these 336,000 new jobs, 151,000 of them were part time jobs. So they were not full time jobs, they were part time jobs. And when you actually run add the numbers up, oh, and by the way, the way the Biden administration counts, if somebody has two part-time jobs, they count that as two jobs, two new jobs, even though they're part-time. When you run all the numbers up, their actuality is the number of full-time jobs over the past month went down $22,000. I'm sorry, 22000 So our economy, our country, lost 22,000 new jobs last month folks there's nothing good about that that is bad news that is bad terrible actually economic news if this trend continues what it means is people more and more people are moving from full-time to part-time work because well their companies aren't offering full-time work in most cases when this conti- if this continues down the same path that then we're look we are in recession plain and simple hard recession what do you do I've shared this a few times today. Higher interest rates mean higher dividends for your personal bank. Dividends are interest rate sensitive, and these companies, insurance companies, are actually profiting more. High interest rates are good for interest-bearing and a- assets, like your personal bank dividends. You can lock these in for longer terms than the banks are going to do, because again, banks move interest rates monthly. These insurance companies move them annually. So you can lock in these longer, higher returns for literally decades now going forward. It'll be exciting. Couldn't be a better time in terms of on the way up, buy low, sell high, as I stated in the last segment. There could not be a better time, okay? And also having the funds guaranteed and insured, boy, that just knocked, that gets you out of the picture, out of the risk picture or reduces your risk uh, toler- your risk um exposure when you have higher risk Middle Eastern war man that's got to wake you up oil prices could give, become a real problem coming forward the bond bond market is a wake up call there's so many things going on these these job numbers when you really look at them they're terrible losing full time jobs is terrible there's no positive about that at all these are all wake up calls these are all red flags folks you're driving down the car and the red light's going off. You can do it for a while, but now it's blinking and the horn is blowing off. That's what I'm trying to help you understand. I'm not a fear monger. I'm trying to educate you and help you understand what's really going on, not what the media wants to tell us, not what the government wants us to believe, but what's really going on. That way you can make better decisions. And all I'm saying is I can't think of a better time since the Great Recession at least